Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you're listening to House of Cards. Today, the game is different. I want to gamble. Gambling is a very serious business. Is that clear? Welcome to House of Cards. Dave Weishaddle with you here deep from the swamps of Jersey. we got a great show coming up for you. This has been a busy couple of weeks in the gambling industry. First, one of the largest gaming conferences in the world, the American Gaming Association's The Global Gaming Expo, or G2E, just wrapped up. And this is the first time since the pandemic hit that this amazing conference was held live. And a bunch of new states are jumping into the sports betting market. We're going to hear all about these important news stories from our favorite returning guests from Better Collective and USBets.com, Adam Small. So stick around. We'll be right back with House of Cards. You know, ever since the U.S. Supreme Court handed down its decision lifting the national ban on sports betting, the gambling landscape of the country is changing on a daily basis. So how do you keep up with all the latest news and developments? How do you know what each state is doing? You go to the one site that has all the information you need to stay ahead of the game, and that site is usbets.com. That's usbets.com. Written by the leading experts in the gambling industry, all you'll need is one visit to usbets.com, and you'll see why it's the number one gambling magazine in the USA. With usbets.com, you'll get up-to-date information on not just the sports betting scene, but also the latest news and notes on the entire gaming industry all across the country. It's not just one state, it's all of them in one spot. Stay in the loop and stay on top of your game. Get the latest news on sports betting and gambling from the country's number one gambling magazine. Get on over to usbets.com. That's usbets.com. Auto Accident Help Desk is a marketing agency connecting callers with attorneys. Providers pay a fee for advertising services. I love getting my kids ready and driving them to school. But a careless driver can change your life in an instant. And insurance companies want to settle on the cheap. Auto Accident Help Desk connects victims with powerful lawyers. They fight for you. I called Auto Accident Help Desk and got help for my pain and suffering. Don't let an insurance company take advantage of you. Our attorneys fight and beat big insurance every day. Call 800-297-9766. 800-297-9766. If you've been injured in an automobile accident in the last six months, you owe it to yourself to make this free call with no obligation. We're available 24-7 to help you get the money you deserve for your pain and suffering. Auto Accident Help Desk helps accident victims like you every day. Call 800-297-9766. During these difficult times, we understand how important it is to stay healthy and safe. With so many of us confined to our homes and not being able to work, we feel the financial burden more than ever. Many folks lost their jobs and businesses. Others were furloughed and some are working from home at reduced pay. 
Keeping up with your bills is not easy under these circumstances. If you have credit card debt and cannot keep up with your monthly payments, we at Debt Fix Pros are here to help. Give us a call to see how we can reduce your interest rates and lower your monthly payments. Protect your credit and let us help you find a solution that fits your needs. We, your friends at Debt Fix Pros, are here to help. Let us take care of your credit card debt so you can focus on what is really important. Call for a free phone consultation at 800-919-6011. 800-919-6011. That's 800-919-6011. 800-919-6011. United We Stand. You're listening to House of Cards. I'm talking sick piles of money. I'm talking lay on your bed in your Vegas room, throw the money in the air, and dance as it showers down on your money. I'm talking frosted glass limo money. I'm talking big cowboy hat, silver, turquoise buckle money. I'm talking gambling. I am in love with you. Welcome back to House of Cards. Dave Weishaddle with you. This has been one of the busiest times in the gambling world with big news happening every week. One of the largest gaming conferences in the world, known as G2E, has just taken place after a year's hiatus. And new states are jumping into the sports betting market. And as always, when we want to get the latest from the gambling world, we talk to our favorite returning guests from Better Collective and USBets.com. Adam Small is on the line. Adam, thanks for joining us. Hey, Dave. Great to be the favorite. I oh, know, absolutely. Hey, I, I think you are the most uh, the, the most common guest that we have, the most returning guest. So we should we should give you a trophy or something. And uh, well, I I would like that, and I always <laughs> like coming on. Oh, we always love having you, and and especially now you you just returned from Vegas, and um, you know from G two E. And before we get into the big topics of G two E. I want to ask you what it was like again to attend a live gaming conference. I have yet to go back, but my first one is going to be next week when I go to East Coast Gaming in uh, Atlantic City. And I was just wondering how you felt getting back and seeing the familiar faces and interacting in person with everyone there. Well, it was awesome. Um, I've like, I almost never have described a conference as awesome before because (laughs) uh, usually it's just very routine, right? Like, we go to five or six of them a year at least. And yeah. uh, it's a lot of the same people every time. And it's always nice to see them, but it's, it's also usually very normal to see them. And the conferences are a bit of a grind. You got to do the travel and the hotels and uh, you know, just everything is a little bit trickier when you're traveling. And uh, this one was just great. I mean, I think just being away from the scene for a couple of years, really two years since my last conference, and uh, not seeing a lot of the people, but also just not being in that kind of environment. And it's so exciting to get out there. And, and uh, so much has obviously changed in the industry in the yeah. last two years. And so being around everything and seeing what's going on, uh, I will say G2E was a lot smaller than it normally is. Mm-hmm. Uh, at probably maximum half the size of a normal year, but I think it was even smaller than that. And uh, the conference hall was quite a bit smaller, and there were a lot fewer people there, and particularly the European contingents were mostly not uh, on on site. But despite all that, it was just a great time and, and a very productive time as well. What was the general feeling of everyone there at the conference? Was this kind of a feeling like we 
what the hell did we just go through? Or was there <laughs> or was there this excitement to be back and dealing with uh, normal issues again in the gambling world? You know, I feel like I had a, a blur of meetings over a few days, a lot of them. And it's not like we didn't talk about COVID and the pandemic at all, but it wasn't. It just felt mostly like the meetings were kind of normal. Like we just got together with people and sat down and um, talked through whatever's been going on, you know, and talked about what's going on in our lives and, you know, caught up and stuff like that. Um, but it, it really, I, I think it was kind of remarkable in its normalness. Um, obviously, well, maybe not obviously to everyone listening, but there was a mask mandate at the conference as okay. well as a vaccination requirement. So there were, you know, restrictions that, uh, made the conference different than it would be in a normal year. And so, uh, you know, we get in meetings and there was a little bit of awkwardness around, well, now that we're sitting down having a meeting, can we take off the masks or whatever? And it's kind of hard to, um, kind of hard to have a conversation in depth with the masks on to begin. <laughs> so for the most parts, you know, we'd be trying to get off into a room more private or, uh, whatever. We actually had a suite rented at the Venetian for this where we could, you know, lay back a little bit more and, uh, you know, have a, have a beer, uh, water or coffee or whatever and take off the masks and have like a normal conversation. <laughs> Cause it is, it is strange walking around an expo all day, uh, like trying to have conversations with people with, with masks on. But other than that, I mean, it kind of actually just made me appreciate the fact that there are like thousands or millions of people around the country and world that, that have jobs that require them to do that every day, all day long. Um, you know, working in public places or restaurants or whatever. And I'm, I'm always just sitting in my office by myself doing whatever I want. So, um, it really made me appreciate what it must be like for all these other people that, that have to deal with that every day. Now, I just want to set the stage. I've been referring to it as G2E, but its full title is the Global Gaming Expo. For people out there who aren't familiar with the conference, what is it and why is it so important for this industry? Well, it's the biggest gambling conference in the U.S. every year. Maybe the biggest in the world. I don't know. I've been to Ice London a bunch of times, and they're similar in hugeness. And uh, G2E is getting bigger with the U.S. becoming a bigger focal point for a lot of the international companies that, that do gaming, particularly online gaming. And so uh, G2E has just been getting bigger and bigger. Uh, I definitely think it is the most important event of the year, almost unquestioned most important event of the year for anyone who is doing business with a primary focus on the United States. And so... It was a real blow to the industry that it didn't happen last year. It also wasn't surprising by, you know, the summer or whatever when it was clear that the pandemic wasn't going to be a quick thing that was over and no one was worrying about it anymore. It, it, it became very clear that there weren't going to be large-scale uh, business events uh, at all in 2020, really. <laughs> yeah. And so um, we knew it was going to happen. But, yeah, I, I mean – You've got to have you got to have events like this because there's got to be something every year where you know basically everyone is going to be, yeah. and this is that event. Whereas you know you're talking about going to the, uh, the East Coast Gaming Congress in New Jersey, which is which is a really good event that's been going on for a long time, but it's very much a regional event. Yeah. It's yeah. focused on the New Jersey area. I've been once actually, I believe the time we met in person was there. Sure, sure. Um, and, uh, I'm actually going in December to an event at the Meadowlands. So, yeah, I'll be um, there. I'll be there. So. You'll, you'll be there as yeah, well. I'll be Great. there. I hope to I'll see, see you. There. Uh, 
That's that's a good one as well, but um, you know, very much just focused on sports betting. And so the difference with G2E is that it, it's focused not just on sports betting or on a region, but really just everything in gambling, really worldwide, and especially in the U.S. Stick around. We'll be right back with more House of Cards. Attention Medicare recipients and anyone turning 65. Medicare has approved new benefits not included with original Medicare and older Medicare Advantage plans. You may not be getting all of the benefits you're entitled to, including in-home aids, telephone appointments with your doctors, home-delivered meals and prescriptions. These benefits may be available and it's a free call to enroll. The new plans may also offer free eyeglasses, free hearing aids, free wellness visits, and gym memberships. Call the Medicare benefits line now. It's easy. Call 800-217-1797. 800-217-1797. Find out if you're eligible for new benefits like meal and prescription delivery, in-home aids, and telemedicine. Some plans may have a $0 monthly premium or zero copays for big out-of-pocket savings. Not all Medicare Advantage plans are alike. The new plans have more benefits for many people. Call 800-217-1797. 800-217-1797. 800-217-1797. Having a rough morning after a long night out? Stayed at the party a little too long and you have work the next day? Well, we've all been there. That's why there's Morning Recovery. Morning Recovery is the flagship product of More Labs and it's scientifically engineered to outsmart rough mornings. Their patent-pending formula has been designed to boost your body's natural response to alcohol, rehydrate, and restore your body's vital nutrients. What's that all mean? It means Morning Recovery helps you feel better after drinking. Take one full bowel right before your first drink, between drinks, or up to one hour after your last drink. Go get some rest and wake up feeling like a million bucks. It's that simple. And we've got a special offer for you. Use promo code RADIO15 at morelabs.com and get 15% off of your first purchase of Morning Recovery or any of their other great products. That's Radio 15 at morelabs.com to take advantage of this great promo of 15% off of your first purchase. Morning Recovery from More Labs, so you can work hard, play hard, and live life without compromise. Free stuff is awesome, but free stuff that will spice up your bedroom is even better. Just go to adamandeve.com and select almost any one item for 50% off, and then we'll load on the free stuff. Just enter this very exclusive code, BABE16, at checkout, and you'll get 10 tantalizing free gifts, including a sexy item for him, a special toy for her, and a third item you'll both enjoy. And six extra special bonus items that are sure to rev your engine, pique your curiosity, Mm. and even blow you away. Plus, free shipping. Always sent in discreet packaging. Go to adamandeve.com now. Get 50% off plus the 10 free gifts when you enter the exclusive offer code BABE16. That's BABE16. Because without it, no free stuff. That's BABE16 at adamandeve.com. You're listening to House of Cards. 
Your Majesty, the royal wrestlers await. I'll bet on the little guy. How much? 3,000 guineas, two geese and a duck. That's a foul bet. Welcome back to House of Cards. Dave Weishaddle with you. For those of you just joining us, I am talking with Adam Small from usbets.com and Better Collective. So what were some of the big issues that were discussed at this year's G2E? Uh, well, I didn't I didn't spend a lot of time in panels, but I can tell you, I mean, just what I found in conversations out there was that uh, there was a lot of talk about what the industry was going to look like as the pandemic actually wound down. And I think it opens eyes about kind of the bubble we're living in in the U.S. in a lot of ways where, um, you know, vaccination rates are pretty high and restrictions are fairly low in most of the country at this time. You can pretty much do most of the stuff that you did before the pandemic, at least to an extent. Uh, but in a lot of the world, that's not the case yet still. And they're still figuring out what it's going to be like with the brick and mortar casino experiences and also just looking at how, the, the uh, rise in online gaming has happened uh, like along uh, like at the same time that people have not been able to go to brick and mortar as much and what that means for the long-term trajectory of the industry like is this a permanent shift or a temporary one and what are the um, what are the issues that we're gonna have to reconcile relating to this a, a big one that uh, certainly comes up a lot in my circles is responsible gambling and how um, people being home all the time and having less to do and probably also being quite a bit more stressed out or having other mental health issues related to the pandemic uh, may have likely led to a rise in problem gambling and what the industry's responsibilities are there to, um, to mitigate that kind of thing. Uh, there have been some high-profile issues with this, uh, particularly overseas, but not only overseas. Um, there was an event recently in uh, New Jersey, actually, pretty near where you are, where, where a guy jumped out of a building, a poker player. Yeah, and yeah. I, I don't want to say he was necessarily a problem gambler, but uh, you know, he, he was in gambling, among other issues in his life. And, yeah. um, I just I think the industry has to have its eyes wide open about... Um, how these things are going to become more prevalent as more and more people are gambling and have more access in different ways to gambling and, and needs to be focused on mitigation. Well, the, the great thing that um, about G2E is the American Gaming Association is very much involved with that. They have this great program for responsible gambling, and I'm sure it was brought up by Bill Miller, who was speaking there, correct? Yeah, I, I understand it was. I, again, I didn't catch that speech, but um, I did meet up with a young lady named Brianne Daura, uh, who was working for the AGA, I believe, for a while in the responsible, responsible gambling kind of segment of what they do. And she's now with a group called Epic Risk Management that's based out of the UK, but she's in DC and talked to her quite a bit about this and came to understand some of the efforts they're making to educate policymakers and also stakeholders here in the U.S. And what I really like about her approach and I think the AGA and uh, plenty of others that care passionately about this issue is um, I think that there's kind of like this idea in a lot of people's heads that people who care 
about problem gambling or our, you know, activists or advocates around that issue are anti-gambling and thereby are kind of like our adversaries to people who are, you know, making money in this industry. And I think that's very much not the case these days. I think we are all on the same team of understanding that gambling is a thing that's going to be there and uh, trying to do it in ways that don't cause harm to people. And that's tricky because the industry is, you know, by its nature, something that is financially dangerous to a lot of people. And, uh, and we've just, we've got to work together and communicate well with each other and uh, coordinate on ideas and plans that we actually execute to mitigate this harm. Because what you never want to have happen, what nobody, whether they're a CEO of, you know, a major gambling firm or an activist or just a person who reads about it in the news, you don't want to hear about someone losing their family or their life over gambling debts or gambling losses. And uh, we all want to do everything we can to prevent that kind of thing from happening. You know, one of the other hot topics in the gambling industry that I've run across in my other life as a gaming attorney is cashless gaming on the floors. And I'm wondering if you heard a lot about that at G2E. I mean, recently I talked with the president of Resorts World Las Vegas, Scott Sabella, and he was, that was a source of pride for him that, you know, my uh, gaming floor is cash free and cashless. It's the wave of the future. Did you get the sense from G2E that this was the wave of the future and that's where the casino industry is headed? Absolutely. I don't know a ton about it, but I definitely believe firmly that it's the way of the future. And I think it's it's always like, you know, there's some kind of basic questions you can ask about a situation like that that should lead to the answers there. Like, would it be better and easier for people if they didn't have to carry cash in casinos? I think the answer is an obvious yes, right? And uh, like, would, would the customers prefer to not have to uh, carry cash? I think the answer is an obvious yes. Like, do, do we like having our wallets full of of bills when we're in there or have to carry around a money clip or, you know, risk getting robbed somewhere when we're walking around or, uh, you know, going through the airport and having to explain why you have a bundle of cash in your pocket or whatever it is. Nobody wants to be dealing with all this stuff. And so it's clearly a customer preferred experience to not have to carry cash. I think the casinos also will find that they prefer this over time, and I think that's where we're all headed. Um, I did get over to Resorts World, <laughs> which is a great property, by the way. I did not gamble there, so I didn't get to experience how the casino works. I just I went out to dinner with some people. But um, I, I think they're ahead of the game, and I think it's, it's a smart thing that differentiates the experience there from other properties right now, and, um, and I think it's going to be really good for them, for their business. You know, the greatest thing about cashless gaming is the fact that in my basement, I have a bunch of these plastic coin buckets from these old Atlantic City casinos that <laughs> that I got them for free. And I was about to ready to throw them out a couple years ago. But then someone said, you know, you can get 50 bucks a piece from them uh, because, you know, you have the, <laughs> they don't have those anymore. They, you just don't have the plastic coin buckets anymore. But I, I'm, I'm very curious, more and more as the months go on here, I'm also hearing about cryptocurrency. Are you hearing any about that? in G2E because more and more as the months go on, I, I'm not sure if state legislatures are ready to jump into that field, but I've, I've heard from a lot of casinos that they're looking at it very closely. 
Have you heard anything like that from G2E? Well, crypto definitely came up a lot while I was out there, but more just because I think the people that I <laughs> that I know and people in this industry in general are probably more likely to be invested in it or involved in it somehow than, uh, <laughs> than probably... <laughs> "Quote unquote normal people out there in the world, uh, but uh, and and I myself, you know, full disclosure, I'm I'm interested in crypto as well and invested in some coins and things like that. But uh, yeah, I I think that actually having it in a regulated gambling environment is tricky. Um, I'm not sure if there are any around the world that accept it as payment yet. I know that um, there are some offshore." Uh, gambling sites like in poker sites that do accept it as payment but as far as actual regulated sites I can see what the issue would be that you know there's a lot of concerns about things like money laundering uh, in in relation to online gambling some of it sometimes I tend to think is more based on just like kind of buzzwordy things that politicians are, are worried about or using as talking points but I also think there there's some legitimate concerns there particularly with something like online poker where you know you could theoretically lose money to someone else as a means of paying them for something you know what i mean yeah so um i think uh i, I think that there's still a lot of concerns around uh using crypto and regulated gambling and how that would be dealt with from a from like a financial regulatory standpoint so i'm not really expecting it all that soon, but that said, everything in crypto is moving at the speed of light right now, and it might just be that the solutions get found pretty quickly, that there's some sort of way to create like an intermediary solution um, where the crypto converts into some kind of casino currency or something like that, and, and that's more kind of monitorable or, or whatever. I'm just not sure. But um, as of now, I'm, I think we're still a little bit away. Stick around. We'll be right back with more House of Cards. With some of the best promotions and offers in the sports betting market, PointsBet simply stands out. PointsBet is the only U.S. online bookmaker to offer points betting, where every yard, every point, every goal, even every play matters. Same game parlays, good karma payouts, early payouts, and exclusive game day promotions and guarantees for all sports. PointsBet offers more bet types than any other bookmaker in the world, offering a unique set of markets that aren't available anywhere else. And now PointsBet is offering one of the best sign-up offers in the sports betting market today. New customers signing up with code BET21 receive two risk-free bets up to $2,000. Get up to $500 back if your first fixed odds bet loses, and up to $1,500 if your first points betting bet loses. That's code BET21 for two risk-free bets up to $2,000 at PointsBet. PointsBet, it pays to be fast. Must be 21 years or older, and in New Jersey, the place of bet. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Is your bathroom looking old and worn out? Want to update it, but you don't know where to start? Then let VCI Bath & Shower show you how to turn that old bath into an aisle of beauty and functionality. Our residential bathroom solutions provide the best value on the market, and our customer service is second to none. Our cost-effective VCI Bath & Shower family of products has what you need. 
Remodeling our bathroom was a big decision for us. They didn't make a mess out of our house at all. And at the end of the day, we had a beautiful new bathroom. And it was a great experience the whole way through. We have the best monthly payment programs in the industry with payments as low as $68 per month or no interest, no payments for 18 months. That's right. Get the bathroom of your dreams now and pay for it in 2021. Call 1-800-308-8291 for a free no-obligation price quote. That's 1-800-308-8291. When you want quality bathroom products at a great price, it's got to be BCI Bath & Shower. That's 1-800-308-8291. The weather is turning colder, but the action is just starting to heat up on the tables at Party Poker in New Jersey. Sign up with code EXIT7A and take advantage of Party Poker's new sign-up offer of $25 free, plus a first deposit match up to $600 and start playing poker online today. Daily tournaments, cash games, sit-and-goes. The Party Poker U.S. Network offers players an opportunity to participate in their favorite poker tournaments online every day, all day. And don't forget about their Sunday tournament featuring $35,000 in guaranteed prize money. So head on over to nj.partypoker.com and sign up today with our promo code EXIT7A. New customers get $25 free when registering, plus you also get a first deposit match up to $600. That's code EXIT7A to get your $25 free when registering and your first deposit match up to $600. The cards are in the air at partypoker.com in New Jersey. Must be 21 and over and located in New Jersey. New patrons only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Talcum Powder Hotline is a marketing firm that represents lawyers jointly advertising their services, not attorney spokesperson. This is an important medical announcement. Talcum Powder products from some of the best-known brands have been linked to ovarian cancer. Any woman who has used a Talcum Powder product and has been diagnosed with ovarian cancer may be entitled to substantial compensation. Studies show that women with long-term use of Talcum Powder, including baby powder for feminine hygiene, can increase the risk of contracting ovarian cancer. Call now for a free assessment of your case and potential money damages. This call is confidential. There's no cost and and you may be eligible. Juries have awarded millions of dollars to women who should have been warned about the risks of ovarian cancer with long-term use of talcum powder. Call the Talcum Powder Hotline. Call 800-575-9786. 800-575-9786. Tax Solutions Now is a complimentary referral service that connects callers to companies that provide tax services. Money matters. If you owe thousands in back taxes to the IRS, how much can Tax Solutions Now save you? I paid less than I owe. That's right. Money matters. So call Tax Solutions Now and get the IRS off your back. Since 2014, Tax Solutions Now has been a leader in the tax resolution industries. Remove wage garnishments, property liens, fines, and penalties. Qualify for the Fresh Start program or even uncollectible status. How much can Tax Solutions Now save you? I owed the IRS over $10,000. I paid a fraction of what I owed. Call now to reduce or even eliminate your back taxes. I called Tax Solutions Now and got the IRS off my back. Thanks. You saved us a ton of money. Money matters. How much can Tax Solutions Now save you. Call now and find out. Call 800-683-7377. Hey, this is Dave Weishadol from House of Cards with your House of Cards gaming report for the week of October 25th, 2021. 
According to the American Gaming Association, August was the sixth consecutive month with more than $4 billion of revenue for the commercial gambling industry. This made March through August the gaming industry's sixth highest grossing gaming months ever. Through the month of August, commercial gaming generated $34.15 billion in revenue in 2021, surpassing the $29.98 billion revenue figure from this time last year. New Jersey gaming regulators approved the sale of half of the Ocean Casino Resort in Atlantic City to the Illich Organization. According to the reports, Illich acquired half of the property for $175 million and will share in operational decisions of the resort with the current owners, Luxor Capital Group. Illich owns the Detroit Red Wings hockey team, the Detroit Tigers, Detroit's Motor City Casino Hotel, and Little Caesars Pizza Chain. And finally, there are a few casinos that have announced that they are changing their names. First, the Meadows Casino in Pennsylvania will now be called Hollywood Casino at the Meadows. The San Manuel Casino in California has rebranded as Yamava Resort and Casino at San Manuel. And in Indiana, the Tropicana Evansville officially became Bally's Evansville Casino. So go sign up for those new player club cards. Have any news or tips regarding casinos, gaming, or legislation? Send us an email at newsroom at houseofcardsradio.com and follow us on Twitter at HOC Radio. House of Cards is brought to you by Drizzly, your online liquor store. Available in over 95 cities across North America, Drizzly offers a huge selection and competitive pricing with a side of personalized content. Now there's no need to leave the house. Get alcohol delivered in less than an hour by Drizzly. Head on over to drizzly.com and order today. And now get $5 off your first order of $20 or more when using promo code DRINK19 at checkout. Shop beer, wine, and liquor with drizzly.com. You're listening to House of Cards. You are more in need of a night in Atlantic City than any man I've ever met. I'd say sit down at a table, go for dinner, see a show, take a walk on the boardwalk and smell the salt air. But if you're anything like me, nothing after sit down at a table is going to happen. Welcome back to House of Cards. Dave Weishaddle with you. For those of you just joining us, I am talking with Adam Small from usbets.com and Better Collective. Now, certainly one of the biggest stories in the gambling industry is the growth of sports betting. And a lot has occurred between the last two live G2Es, especially with regard to deals being made in the sports betting industry. Between the last two G2Es, not only have professional sports teams made deals with sportsbook operators, but college teams have made deals with sportsbook operators. And I know the Arizona Cardinals owner, Michael Bidwill, spoke at the conference. When it comes to professional leagues and collegiate leagues, did you get a sense of what was what we can expect from the future with regard to sports betting when it becomes uh, when leagues become more involved like they have been? Yeah, I think I think. The way it is right now, we're already kind of starting to see a little bit of the blowback on just how much, just how freely everyone has kind of taken the industry's money <laughs> over the last couple of years. And, and just backtracking a little bit on, on what you were saying since it's been two years since the last conference, just remarkable to me is that um, when I was there in 2019, October 2019, I think Pennsylvania had just launched online sports betting in, uh, on a couple of sites. And that was the first uh, major market that had opened outside of New Jersey. I think there might have been like a little bit of something in West Virginia at the time and obviously Delaware. But um, it was really the first 
market of any consequence that had launched outside of New Jersey. And uh, talk about how uh, a year is a lifetime in this industry. Uh, you know, between then and this G2E, I think like 20 states or so have launched yeah. <laughs> online gaming of some sort. I mean, states all over the country were talking, you know, Wyoming and Virginia and Michigan and uh, Indiana and Colorado and Tennessee and New Hampshire and Oregon. And the list just goes on, and that doesn't even include the states that have added retail sports betting and things like that. So it is pretty remarkable how much happened <laughs> in a two-year period, and I think it's worth uh, <laughs> it's worth reflecting on just yeah, yeah. just how much has changed in this industry. Well, speaking of sports betting, we have a bunch of new states jumping into the sports betting market, and one of the biggest stories in the sports betting uh, industry uh, for the last couple of months is Arizona, and they just completed their first full month of sports betting. And as far as the markets go, how did they do, and, and were the numbers what is what everyone expected they would be? It looks like a great market so yeah. far. I mean, it's, it's uh, only a limited number of operators so far. There's only... I don't know, six or seven in there, I think. Maybe uh, maybe a little bit more than that. Um, most of the bigs are, are already in there. You know, the BetMGM, DraftKings, FanDuel, Caesars. Uh, the guys are usually out there spending the most money. And um, a couple others are in there as well. And uh, I, I think it's going to be a very good market. I think I looked it up. I wasn't sure quite how big Arizona was population-wise when that bill had passed there, but I think it's the 14th most populous state or right around that, which yep. makes it certainly a major enough market to uh, to matter in this space. It's not altogether different from like a Virginia or North Carolina or even Michigan. They're all kind of in that same range. And um, the way it's played out so far, it seems very smooth, very solid. The growth is good. Um, I mean, from our business perspective, it's been a really, really good market so far. So we're impressed with what we've seen there. It's definitely on par with kind of what we were seeing early on in Tennessee or Virginia when those states launched, where, um, you know, things went pretty smoothly and the growth was pretty quick and the states seemed to be cooperating with the industry's desire to grow. And, and uh, I think it's, I think it's going to be a really good market. You know, a couple of months ago, I spoke with the head of gaming from the PGA Tour and NASCAR, and they were both thrilled about Arizona. They thought that was going to be huge for their industry. Do you think uh, Arizona can be a top 10 market in the U.S.? I think it is already. Uh -huh. um, long term, it's I mean, I guess I mean, in terms of just it's already top 10 in terms of its importance mm -hmm. in the U.S. Uh, of course, you know, when California and Texas happen, and they will happen someday, it might be 10 years from now, but uh, when those states happen, they're going to kind of trump everything else by a lot. New York is already poised to become by far the most important sports betting market in the U.S. as soon as online happens there, which is going to be relatively soon. Um, those big states uh, really have the potential to dwarf everything else. And Florida Florida is this whole other matter that because they're going to have a single operator monopoly, sort of, if, <laughs> depending on how everything <laughs> plays out in the courts, uh, with Hard Rock really leading the charge there, it's going to be a bit different. But, I mean, coming back to Arizona, I think that you can look at them as kind of a – as kind of a third tier market, but understanding that the first tier is really three or four states and the second tier is another five or six states and they're probably right below that. So, um, 
maybe right around 10th or just below at the end of the day um, and probably going to hold on to that importance considering how many really important pro sports teams and college sports and um, and and major sporting events are out there. That's where the uh, I think college football national championship many years is in Arizona. Um, it just seems like the Phoenix area in general is always becoming more important in sports. It's always moving towards being a bigger metro with uh, you know a lot of focus on it from a national sports perspective. And, and so uh, I I expect Arizona to be a big player for a long time. Now, I live in New Jersey, and I also have an office in Massachusetts, and recently I was driving through Hartford, Connecticut, and I saw a billboard that I never thought I'd see, and that was from the Sugar House Sportsbook in Connecticut. Now, now, right, <laughs> yeah. now right now, Connecticut has retail sportsbooks in two of the casinos, Mohegan Sun and Foxwoods, and now Connecticut went live with Sugar House, FanDuel, and DraftKings online sportsbooks. What can we expect from sports betting in Connecticut? Yeah, actually, uh, the day we're recording here, which yep. is Tuesday, October 19th, is the launch, the full launch day for sports betting in Connecticut. So uh, we're really talking right as it's as it's going live. Um, there's only going to be a handful of operators because they had a, a limited license and kind of tribal uh, situation there that the, the uh, compromise that was made was that there could only be a certain number of operators, and it looks like all we're going to have is FanDuel, DraftKings, and, uh, and Sugar House, which is contracted with the lottery. Um, and so uh, there are also going to be, I guess, a couple of operators associated with uh, the tribal casinos. I believe Foxwoods is going online mm -hmm. as well. Yep. But um, I think that what we're looking at is a fairly small but you know very well-off state. So probably, uh, you know, customers are going to be pretty high value from the operator perspective in general. Uh, just a handful of operators, and uh, they're going to have a full suite of, of options. They're going to have online casino, online sports betting, uh, presumably poker at some point. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I think it's going to be a pretty decent state, just given, you know, granted that it's not a very big state. But I think as I I always look at the rankings of states by population and by uh, per capita income, and I'm pretty sure Connecticut is number one in per capita income. Yeah. So it should be pretty relevant overall because it does it does have enough people to uh, you know just in those I guess mostly New York suburbs to uh, to be relevant. Well, you mentioned New York. Do you think Connecticut getting mobile sports betting and sports betting will motivate New York to move quicker with their online sports betting? I mean, for years, I've been constantly hearing about people from New York City going over to Jersey, and uh, and New York is losing money because of it. Now there's Connecticut, where New Yorkers can go just as easily as New Jersey. Could this make New York move a little faster in their implementation of online sports betting? You know, I don't know. I, I think um, I think it is very much a true statement. I think it's well known that New Jersey has been taking a lot of money out of New York yeah. with this industry for years, and I think it's fair to say that Connecticut will also be taking some money out of New York. I mean, all you really have to do is just look at all the people that spend time in both states regularly, right? Like, how many people live in Connecticut but work in New York? And same with living in New Jersey but working in New York. And maybe you would be placing those sports bets on your phone while you're in the city during the day, but instead you have to wait till you're at home in New Jersey in the evening because that's the only option, and same with Connecticut. So just, I mean, kind of like logistical things, uh, they're losing money that way, but I'm sure they're also the people that are more into betting 
that actually like you know go across the state border just to do betting. I, I know that that's a thing that happens sometimes. Uh, so I, I think it is it is something that should motivate New York. Uh, that being said, you know the the thing about New York is it's just such a big state with such a huge budget. And uh, this is still just like a pretty small, uh, just a pretty small thing in the scheme of things for them. So I don't like to like overestimate our own importance to a state like New York. Yeah. Um, I think it's coming pretty soon. I think that everything going on in New York has been really interesting. Seeing the list of bids that came in for sports betting groups and just, you know, so that you're your audience understands uh, there's a pretty a pretty complicated set of of rules around who can operate sports betting in New York, and they have kind of these two distinct classes. They have what's called a platform provider, and then a gaming operator, like a gaming brand. And if you're a platform provider, you're providing like the software and the data and all this stuff. And then you can have multiple brands that are kind of like skins that. Um, you know, operate on top of that platform. And so you have these bids coming in from like multiple companies together. Like, for example, there was a bid with FanDuel as the operator, but then FanDuel, DraftKings, and BetMGM all being brands that would operate on that platform. So you might have a situation where BetMGM and DraftKings are operating on FanDuel's platform in New York, which is really strange. Uh, but <laughs> six of these bids came in and, uh, a couple of them were just for single companies and other ones were for platforms where several brands would be on top of them. There were at least two of these really kind of quote unquote super bids where a whole bunch of well-known brands were all on the same bid. So um, we don't, we, we know they're going to be at least two licensed, but there could be more than that. There's no maximum. So things could really shake out in a number of different ways in New York. And when it does, there's going to be at least a few uh, pretty big and well-known and reputable sports betting brands there, and it's going to really shake things up for sure for both Connecticut and New Jersey as the uh, that need to cross the border goes away finally entirely from New York City. I mean, I guess Pennsylvania closed off a while ago, and New Jersey, uh, you, you know, I mean, uh, the people going across from Pennsylvania to uh, to New Jersey closed off a while ago, and then New York to New Jersey is going to close off, and New York to Connecticut is going to be a short-lived thing, and really, I mean, it's going to end up with most of New England having legal, regulated options for sports betting really soon. Another state that started retail sports betting was Louisiana, and as we're talking right now, there's only one place to place a bet in Louisiana, and that is the Native American Paragon Casino and Hotel. I mean, commercial properties are still waiting for their rules and regulations to be handed down so they can start their sports betting activities. What can we expect from Louisiana, and is mobile sports betting in their future? Yeah, it's it's in their very near future, and uh, I think by the time this airs, the, the situation <laughs> might have even changed there because I got noticed that uh, at least uh, at least one major company is going to be soft launching before the end of this week. It was or, Caesars, you know, right? Caesars. Caesars, yeah, yeah. It came out and said that. Uh, they're going to launch. They're going to do a soft launch by the weekend, uh, most likely. So um, it's definitely a situation that's in flux. We don't know entirely who all the brands are going to be there, and uh, you know who like who's getting what positioning and so on and so forth. But uh, I would say it's a very fast moving situation, and probably by 
you know, sometime in November, there should be multiple brands operating online statewide sports betting in Louisiana, or at least mostly statewide. Um, I can never quite remember how it all shook out there, but for a while there was a regulation in place that certain parishes might have it and certain ones would not. And parishes, for those who don't know, in Louisiana are basically Louisiana's version of counties because Louisiana is a little bit different in pretty much every way than the rest of the country. And, uh, and so in certain parishes, they would be opting out of sports betting. So it creates an entire new um, sort of <laughs> geo-compliance need in that state that we haven't had in other states, but probably one that companies in the industry are now up to the task of handling. And so um, we'll see how that all shakes out. But for the most part, around the state of Louisiana, people should have access to a number of brands really soon. Stick around. We'll be right back with more House of Cards. You know, ever since the U.S. Supreme Court handed down its decision lifting the national ban on sports betting, the gambling landscape of the country is changing on a daily basis. So how do you keep up with all the latest news and developments? How do you know what each state is doing? You go to the one site that has all the information you need to stay ahead of the game, and that site is usbets.com. That's usbets.com. Written by the leading experts in the gambling industry, all you'll need is one visit to usbets.com, and you'll see why it's the number one gambling magazine in the USA. With usbets.com, you'll get up-to-date information on not just the sports betting scene, but also the latest news and notes on the entire gaming industry all across the country. It's not just one state, it's all of them in one spot. Stay in the loop and stay on top of your game. Get the latest news on sports betting and gambling from the country's number one gambling magazine. Get on over to usbets.com. That's usbets.com. Free stuff is awesome, but free stuff that will spice up your bedroom is even better. Just go to adamandeve.com and select almost any one item for 50% off, and then we'll load on the free stuff. Just enter this very exclusive code, BABE16, at checkout, and you'll get 10 tantalizing free gifts, including a sexy item for him, a special toy for her, and a third item you'll both enjoy, and six extra special bonus items that are sure to rev your engine, pique your curiosity, mm. and even blow you away. Plus, free shipping! Always sent in discreet packaging. Go to adamandeve.com now. Get 50% off, plus the 10 free gifts when you enter the exclusive offer code BABE16. That's BABE16. Because without it, no free stuff. That's BABE16 at adamandeve.com. Having a rough morning after a long night out? Stayed at the party a little too long and you have work the next day? Well, we've all been there. That's why there's Morning Recovery. Morning Recovery is the flagship product of More Labs and it's scientifically engineered to outsmart rough mornings. Their patent-pending formula has been designed to boost your body's natural response to alcohol, rehydrate, and restore your body's vital nutrients. What's that all mean? It means Morning Recovery helps you feel better after drinking. Take one full bottle right before your first drink, between drinks, or up to one hour after your last drink. Go get some rest and wake up feeling like a million bucks. It's that simple. And we've got a special offer for you. 
Use promo code RADIO15 at morelabs.com and get 15% off of your first purchase of Morning Recovery or any of their other great products. That's RADIO15 at morelabs.com to take advantage of this great promo of 15% off of your first purchase. Morning Recovery from More Labs, so you can work hard, play hard, and live life without compromise. Talcum Powder Hotline is a marketing firm that represents lawyers jointly advertising their services, not attorney spokesperson. This is an important medical announcement. Talcum powder products from some of the best-known brands have been linked to ovarian cancer. Any woman who has used a talcum powder product and has been diagnosed with ovarian cancer may be entitled to substantial compensation. Studies show that women with long-term use of talcum powder, including baby powder for feminine hygiene, can increase the risk of contracting ovarian cancer. Call now for a free assessment of your case and potential money damages. This call is confidential. There's no cost and and you may be eligible. Juries have awarded millions of dollars to women who should have been warned about the risks of ovarian cancer with long-term use of talcum powder. Call the Talcum Powder Hotline. Call 800-575-9786. 800-575-9786. You're listening to House of Cards. Check out our website at houseofcardsradio.com. Welcome back to House of Cards. Dave Weishaddle with you. For those of you just joining us, I am talking with Adam Small from usbets.com and Better Collective. And one last state I want to ask you about, and you mentioned before, was Florida. Hopefully they're all done with all their lawsuits right now with regard to sports betting. What will we expect from sports betting in Florida in the near future? I mean, are we looking at something very quick, and are we looking at something online as well? I think it's it's a mess, and I think there will be more lawsuits, and who knows um, how long this is going to be stuck in court. But I did see that news that a couple of the lawsuits got thrown out yep. earlier this week, and uh, it's, it's really interesting. I mean, uh, there are clearly a number of parties that legitimately and honestly believe that they're right and, and are very, <laughs> have very different opinions than each other about what can be done here. And so um, it's it's highly consequential. It's a state with, what, 20 million people, maybe more than that at this point. Uh, I believe it's the third biggest, even more populous than New York now. And also, of course, there's a ton of tourism to Florida all the time. So a lot of opportunities to have uh, customers uh, generating a lot of revenue in that state. And... Uh, and I think that it's very much up in the air what's going to happen there. But as of now, the way it looks is that Hard Rock is going to have basically a monopoly over everything with sports betting in Florida. And uh, how they use that, I guess, remains to be seen. I will say that uh, to date, Hard Rock has not had a lot of success in New Jersey, where they're operating now. Um, they're definitely a basically and also ran, uh, probably not even making enough money to really even be taking their business all that seriously up there. Um, but in Florida, if they own the entire market, it's going to be a different matter. Yeah. And I know that they brought in a number of really talented people, um, a lot of them formerly of the Stars group, uh, who came over as the management team uh, either earlier this year or last year. I think it was earlier this year. 
and have really reshaped their entire operation. And it just remains to be seen. Uh, are they going to be able to turn it around in a way that uh, just running their own stuff in the state is going to be the best option? Or would they rather be forcing, uh, you know, other people to pay some huge, huge fees to them to operate in the state under their, under their monopoly. So I think they have some options and it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. But the first step is definitely just the courts and all the tribal stuff and figuring out if they're even going to be allowed to operate. You know, we don't have a lot of time left, but I, I got to ask you, I mean, here in New Jersey, I, we have all these sports books, but they also have online casinos attached to them. I, do you think we're going to see more and more of that in other states? I mean, it seems like states want to allow sports betting. However, they really do, don't want online casinos in their state. Do you think we're going to see more and more online casinos moving forward? Uh, in a word, yes, but I'm not sure quite how soon. I see varying opinions around the industry. Some people think it's going to pick up really quickly. Others are very much not so sure. Um, it, it has been very clear that politically it's a challenge to get online casino legislation passed in a way that it's not as much of a challenge to get sports betting passed. Um, they're both a challenge, without a doubt. But um, sports betting, as the leagues have kind of changed their stance on all this and the sports teams and leagues and, you know, powerful associated interests and major sports and, and media and stuff like that have gotten behind all this, it's been a lot easier to... Um, to, to kind of grease the wheels politically to get this stuff done. With online casino, some of those same elements are there. Certainly the same companies often benefit from it, but there's just not as much popular interest and political interest in going that route. And what I think is going to happen is in certain states, we're going to get to a point where uh, you know sports betting revenue is not growing as much as it was anymore, and it's still growing rapidly even in New Jersey where you just had the first month ever with a billion dollars in yeah. handle uh, reported in September. So uh, we're definitely not anywhere near done growing, but if we get in a situation in a state like Virginia or certainly a state like Illinois really comes to mind quickly to me where um, it seems like revenue is plateauing a bit on sports betting and they realize there are still all these budgetary holes to fill because there always are, then uh, they won't be able to legalize sports betting this time because they already did, and it's already legal, and it's already part of what they're factoring in. So online casino could be the next uh, the next thing to happen to kind of help them get more revenue to pay for all the stuff they're always doing. And so um, I do think it will grow. I think states like Illinois and Indiana will you know, eventually start more seriously considering it, um, and, and some of these other states that have just legalized sports betting as a standalone product. But I don't think we're ever going to reach a time where it's just like part of a standard suite of things that um, that gets offered in every state. I think it'll be always something that is less widely available than online sports betting. Adam, we're running out of time, but can you give out your websites where we can keep up with all the gambling and sports betting news that seems to be breaking every day? Of course, yeah. If you're in New Jersey, check out njonlinegambling.com. We cover the New Jersey market really in depth. And just around the country, usbets.com and sportshandle.com, we are covering basically every facet of the sports betting and casino industry here in the U.S. Uh, if you're interested in seeing 
how this industry is growing and changing from a business perspective, as well as from just an interested follower perspective, those sites are really great. And, uh, and I appreciate you listening and following. Adam Small from usbets.com and Better Collective. As always, thank you for coming on and giving us your insight into the biggest gambling stories out there. Always great to have you on. So please come back soon. Yep. Thank you. Stick around. We'll be right back with more House of Cards. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.